welcome to the JLD Entertainment Podcast with me, Jacqueline Lee Elliott. Thanks for tuning in. Today's guest is Michelle Vaughan, and we are talking all things career and the great things that she is doing at the moment. She is a Florida native. She grew up training in all genres of dance. And after completing high school, she decided to move to LA to pursue her career in the commercial dance industry. So upon arriving in 2005, Michelle spent many years training at all the top studios in LA, and she's worked with some great artists, Nicki Minaj, Flo Rida, Becky G. She's danced at the Latin Grammys for the Oscars, Nickelodeon, and her choreography can be seen on many professional dance teams across the country in the U.S., including the NBA and NFL. She's a nationally ranked choreographer for numerous high schools, colleges, and all-star gyms across the world. And her experience as a professional dancer and choreographer allows her to bring a level of expertise from both worlds into her work. She's being very modest with her bio here. She's worked with some phenomenal teams. And I'm so excited to have her on the show. So here she is. Hello. How are you? You know, what's so funny is I almost wore my gray sweatshirt as well. So oh. but I was like, let me get a little texture on. That's so funny <laughs> because I actually had a similar color to what you put on. <laughs> That's just, hilarious. How Great minds uh, think alike. <laughs> I know. How are you? What's happening? Good. Uh, yesterday was my fiance's birthday and he's running for school board committee as well. So mm-hmm. his a fundraiser event was yesterday. So it was a very eventful 24 hours. I was happy to have the day off today to recoup some. You have yeah. been nonstop, right? Yes, I am. Um, I actually have a week and a half off right now, which is nice. So, but I'm, my weeks off are still preparing for the next chunk of work. So it's, it doesn't ever actually stop. stop. No. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to ask you some questions about that too, because I know it gets so full on and you've got to keep producing more and more great things. I just did a little, um, intro about you and all things Michelle and your background. So let's just dive straight into it, right? Because I have this week, just a little background. I've been speaking to so many people, just lots of dancers and creatives and just their journeys. And you were so interesting to speak with when you taught at our online masterclass. So I was like, I have to get her back because I'm doing the <laughs> podcast and I was like, I want Michelle back on this because you, yes. have, you have such a great journey and you've done so many incredible things. So let's do it again. Yes, let's yes. do it. So let's start with your journey as a dancer. How did you start dancing? Did you always want to be a dancer? Yeah, so um, I grew up very small town, so it wasn't really a huge opportunity for dance. Our dance school, I guess, was like you learned one recital routine a year. So it's not like you were training. You know, this is, I'm going to age myself, this is 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. So my genre of dance that I fell in love with was hip hop, but that really wasn't a thing yet. It was still mm-hmm. jazz, 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 funk, street hop, street jazz. And then all of a sudden this huge hip hop movement bloomed. Um, so within that, I was on my school's dance team. I would record every in sync Britney Spears performance oh. in the book and I would learn everything off the video. I was obsessed. And I really like up until I was 15, my first instructor, um, his name was Daryl Blackman, D Black. Um, he was based out of Orlando and he really opened my eyes to this world. So my mom got stuck driving me an hour, two or three times a week, hour there, 
rehearse, dance for a few hours and then drive back an hour. So I owe a lot of my opportunities to my mom and my family because she really, she never told me no, which I don't know if it was a good thing, but Mm -hmm. you know, she, she gave me that, that flexibility and the the platform to be able to learn. So um, I never wanted to go to college. I, there was nothing that I wanted to really study or spend the student debt and the money on. So I decided I was going to move to LA and I graduated high school at 17 and my birthday was in June and I moved to LA in August. So I was ripe 18. I wanted to dance for the stars. I wanted to do, you know, everything that LA had to offer. And this was during a time, this was 2005. So the music scene was still booming. You had Omarion, you had mm. um, Sierra, you had NSYNC, Justin was going, Britney was still working. You had that last little end of that era of that music generation was still thriving. So I had the opportunity to audition for so many people and just even to be in the room with the creatives, it's just that doesn't really exist anymore. So yeah. So I lived in LA for 15 years and had the opportunity to dance and learn from so many people. Um, Nicki Minaj, uh, Flo Rider, Becky G, the Oscars, Ellen, Latin Grammys, Jay Balvin, just so many different opportunities that, you know, I feel like play a huge role into stepping over into the creative side as well. Yeah. And molding you into the creative that you are now. So yeah, some of the incredible artists that you've worked with, you just named, for example, if you, Let's just talk about the Latin Grammys and like, yes. let's just talk about these big, huge shows. How was that process in one auditioning, get the job and then you, how are you mentally preparing for such a major event? You know, what's so funny is that I can honestly credit as the only audition in LA that I went and did not know the choreographer and I booked it. Mm. 90% of all jobs are a phone call or, Hey, we're having, all, it's all about who, you know, so yeah. that job in particular, I had no expectations. I worked with the amazing Tanisha Scott and went in there and had fun. And they called and they, I think we, they booked 15 dancers for, uh, was seen in Yandel and the show was actually in Vegas. So we had rehearsed in LA for about a week, jumped on a plane, went to Vegas. Maybe had one rehearsal and show, wow. um, it's very, there's so many moving parts. And I think being behind the scenes, which you can probably attest to as well, but even with like professional sports and stuff, being on the other side, it's like, you realize it really is like a schedule. It's a show. There's a time for this, the lights for this. And, and yeah. being on that other side kind of opened up my mind of like, oh, like there's actually, you know, obviously there's structure behind it, but to be on that creative side of it was something that the Latin Grammys for me really opened my eyes. Um, Super nerve wracking. I mean, we took the stage, Santana, the guitarist, he had like a whole like little section and then it's like his block turned and then we were on the other stage flipping around and you're just posed and you're just waiting, waiting for the lights, waiting for the music. I mean, it's just, it's an adrenaline rush that you can't really explain. Yeah, I was talking this week uh, to Madeline, who has just finished, Mm -hmm. she's still with the Cowboys. I just was asking her similar questions, just with being put on on the stage with such big artists, such as she was up there with Queen and Adam Lambert and Aerosmith and uh, Megan Trainor and just the the self-talk that happens when you're on the stage. There are so many things happening in seconds where you're getting through the Corrie you're scanning, yep. you're scanning the stage. There's so many moving parts. Right. And I think, I think the years, I mean, 
And I, I was, I was a story moving to LA. I didn't really book my first big job until like seven years in, but I wasn't ready. You know, I had all these experiences, but I wasn't ready to the point where whomever I was working with felt that I could get on that stage and I could look the part and I could remember the steps and, you know, like, there's so many, and it just, as soon as it starts, it's over. And you're like, you go into like autopilot performing, dancing, it happens. And then it's like, Oh, that's it. You it know, just, it's like yeah. you spend all these hours preparing for this two minute mix. You know, yeah. it's, it's insane. it's insane. That's the part that people don't really get to see. But I love that. I just love the behind the scenes and how you felt and yeah. you know, just the journey. Cause it's so, it's also interesting. So Nicki Minaj, was this a club? So it was actually, I got a phone call from a friend of mine. His name's um, Casper Bosmart. He was her choreographer at the time. And my phone rang at 6 a.m., I want to say. And it was Casper. And I answered. And I said, he's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, it's 6 a.m., Casper. What's going on? You know? And he's like, we just had auditions in New York for Nicki Minaj. Not cutting it. Can you get to New York tonight? Uh, Okay. Yes. I booked a flight, got up to New York. Um, we spent about two weeks in New York rehearsing. We did, it was during um, like the marketing for Anaconda. So awesome song. And I got yeah. to dance that. Wow. Um, it was for Fashion Rock. So that was even cooler because there's this big event that used to happen. I don't know if it happens anymore. I think it's run by Tommy Hilfiger, but it's fashion and music. So like before we wow. went on stage, Kiss performed and J-Lo was after us. Then it was Nikki. And then it was... Um, queen i mean it was just all these different like not queen but really really like distinctive bands from all these different generations and artists so to be a part of that was just really 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 awesome and uh flow rider you get to perform with flow rider was oscar week so Mm -hmm. there was the show and then you got to perform with flow rider and then this is also amongst live with kelly yes so that was a really cool show um Flowrider and Pitbull, I give them so much props because they they really work with their Florida people. Like, you know, Florida from Florida, obviously, and Pitbull, they want to hire locals. So I'm originally from Florida. So the choreographer who lived in LA at the time, she was like, you know, can you come to Miami for two weeks? We have a rehearsal. We'll go out to LA, have a rehearsal at the show. So it um, fun fact, I actually had a commercial that ran during the Oscars. And then the next morning was when we got to perform with Flow Rider. So it was like a 3 a.m. call time. It was something crazy. And um, I think we performed just everything once. We had one run through and we got there and they decided we were going to wear heels. So that was fun. Right. <laughs> so we've been practicing in sneakers and the, um, what is it, the Kodak Theater. It was so slippery. Mm. So like we were just like, our chugs were like, that was supposed to be this big. We're like, but yeah Florida was awesome and it was you know live with Kelly Ryan Seacrest they're super interactive and it was just a really cool uh show to be a part of it's so connected like you said and it's this it's same it's the same here booking jobs you are recommended mm-hmm. or you know there's a pool of people that those creatives love to work with and and that's right. very similar here and so you you're a professional dancer. You um, how did you kind of transition and move into the choreography side of things? Yeah, um, it's been a process. You know, it's 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 so interesting because I feel like people see it and they're like, "Oh, how do I get there?" And I'm like, "There's no blueprint." I feel very lucky and blessed that the people in my life popped into my life at the like perfect moment. Like I met the director for um, director of the Celtics, Marina Ortega, but 
my fiance and her fiance grew up in the same city. So like the way we met was even organic. So it wasn't even, you know, be being put into these places. I really feel like it's like divine manifestation of where I'm supposed to be. Um, my first team. So I grew up in Orlando, Orlando area. And my first team was um, the Orlando magic that I used to uh, do like the junior magic camps and all of those fun things. So when I graduated high school, I was like, I'm either going to do the Orlando magic or I'm moving to LA. I chose LA. So fast forward to maybe eight years after that, I reached out to the, uh, the now director, same director, Janine. And I was like, I'm just going to ask her, you know, what, what the worst she can say is not answer, say no, you know, like you have to put yourself out there, which is terrifying because it's like rejection is not fun. So I, I emailed her and I said, um, hi, my name is Michelle Vaughn. I used to do junior magic camps. I'm I'm from the area. I've lived in Los Angeles. Here's some of my stuff. And she wrote me back and said, I know exactly who you are. When will you be in town? We'd love to have you. And I was like, like boohoo, ugly crying moment, you know, but it's like, if you would have never done that, then, you know, I would have never gotten that opportunity. So I worked pretty much just for Orlando magic was like my first pro team that really took a chance on me. I worked with them for about five, six years before breaking into the pro action world. And then it just exploded, but I've always done dance team stuff. Like I grew up on a dance team, high school, college choreography, you know, I've gotten to work with some of the best teams and schools and gyms in the country And it's like those two things kind of started taking off simultaneously. Like at the same time, it was college, high school, a pro team, this and that. And, you know, it it took a long time to build. But I mean, I've been doing at the level that I'm at now for at least seven or eight years now, I want to say. So, yeah, it's a massive process. And you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing now without we talk about the ladder going up the ladder and experiencing all of those things with all of those other areas, the high school teams, the college teams. Right. Um, So cut to you are now booked as a choreographer for ProAction. So you're working on conventions as well as being booked individually by lots of organizations and clubs and teams. And so my question to you, because I know how exhausted I get when I have to continually (laughs) push out new stuff. I don't like to reinvent the wheel. Some people say, Mm -hmm. just do, just repeat it, just repeat it. And I'm like, I'm not repeating it. I don't want to repeat it. People notice it. And um, however, the last MBL season that we had, we were just like back to back on events and sporting events. And we did have to pull out some absolute bangers and repeat them, but you know, it's like a one-off, but I'm very much like, I think it's just myself as well, but I like to bring new things to the table all the time, especially for clients, right. because if the clients are seeing the same stuff, they'll be like, What's See, that's, that's been, yeah. I mean, I feel like as choreographers, we all have like a little like pocket of our favorite moves, you yes. know, like, yes. like there's, and, and it changes by the year and as you grow and as you work more. Hmm. But I think one thing that's really helped me is I have assistants. So, which has been a lot harder for me now being on the East coast in LA, it's like a free for all. Everyone's like, I want to come, I want to come, you know, but I don't have that same, um, you know, roster here. I do have some amazing dancers that are on the Celtics currently um, that I work with. But even that, it's like, you know, you either mesh with an assistant or you don't. I don't like to regurgitate stuff. And Mm -hmm. it almost like it pains me to put a repeat in something. Sometimes they're great. And coaches love them. Like if it's like a, you know, professional sports, you have a repeat and it's a different way and it's different opposition. Like it looks different. Like I think we get really hard as on ourselves as um, creators and choreographers too, that 
the people watching don't know dance. That's one thing I have to continuously tell myself because I beat myself up too about this isn't good enough. This isn't this, this isn't that. But at the end of the day, as long as you're, they're having a good time, the crowd's having a good time, you know, like everyone's having a good time. That's, that's the purpose of entertainment teams. And it works. So, right. And even I've, I've had to like, you know, have some, some talks to myself. Like, why are you making this so hard? You know, it's like, but you, you want to push the bar, but then it's also like sometimes simple is better. And that's something that I've struggled with because it's like, you got to think even NBA to NFL. NFL is so far away. Everything has to be big. Mm. NBA is in your face. And then you can have more of those intricate moments and more, I would say more stylized, but that's also by organization. So, you know, finding the balance between being super innovative and then trying to keep a balance of like, remember, Michelle, they have three days before they have to perform this. Yeah. You know, is it's it, it's a hard balance to find sometimes. Yeah, it is. I am very similar. And I think the last I, I reckon I had a, a solid two or three years where I really just tried to push out new, new, new. We had mm-hmm. different combinations that we would throw in to create the routine. However, there were sections where it was like canon, canon, or you call them ripples, ripples, mm-hmm. ripples, yeah. ripples. And then but it was so right. effective. And I think that yeah. trained it trained them really well. And I reckon they grew as dancers, but oh my gosh, I I was so brutal on myself and (laughs) some of the teams and I, but then you also grow as well. You know what works, but you do really have to have a chat to yourself and say, calm down. Yeah. And even my assistants, like I, the people that I'm lucky enough to, to work with, like, it's not that they're necessary. They always, all my assistants are always like, you know, we're just your yes man. Right. And I'm like, no, like you give ideas. They're like, yeah, but like, you do something where like, yeah, that works. So you do something and you, and then I say, you know, they say, Michelle, you just did that two eight counts, like certain moves, or mm-hmm. we already did a pull here, even though it's a different arm or things like that. So like having them, they're really like a second part of my brain. That's just reassuring and telling me what looks good and what doesn't. Cause I, when I'm pushing out, you know, eight routines in a week, like it's and, and four of them are for the same organization. Like you've got to be able to be distinctive with your music your, you know, the things that you're putting in the routine, like your jazz funk should not look like your hip hop or, you know, whatever that, that team and client wants. Sometimes they want all hip hop, but now that's such a broad spectrum too, that you, you have more things to play with. And I think that kind of goes to music, you know, being able to, to gauge that, but yeah, I feel you on that. It gets tricky sometimes. That's funny. You say that about your assistants because, and I've got such a beautiful, awesome group of girls that I work with who I now bounce things off and I, you know how you'll teach something and you, you'll do it a certain way and then you'll see them do it. And then you, you go, hang on, what if you do it this way? Like say they're all going the same direction. And then you're like, no, you should all push out to different directions or something. Right. I, but I I know that I've thrown a curveball at them, turn around and look at them and say, what do you think? Because you're the ones that are performing this as well. Is this messing with your brain or is it all right? Well, and, I, and I think being, I think that took me a long time too. When I first went out to these um, different companies and organizations that I worked for, I was so set in stone. I mean, down to like formations, this is what it is. We move on the, the this count and this and that. But now having the experience of been doing it for so long, I have a little bit more freedom. I feel like, I don't know, like this season, this is the first season that I haven't walked into like my national routines and world routines with formations. Mm. None. Because it's giving me, I see things when I'm in it, you know, and it's like, oh, wait, you guys go this way. I mean, my process, I, 
my process for routines is right from the start. We're doing formations. You know which way you're going. The opening might take two hours for a two-minute world's routine, but at least you know what you're doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to everyone learning it, you know, I always say with like no seasoning, it's just bland. And then you add all the extras after. I feel like that's harder, at least for my brain. So not having to feel like locked down to the specific pattern has given me a lot more freedom. And even like, I'm like, we step to the right one, left two, turn to the right three. And then they kind of like fumbled. I'm like, is it easier to turn to the left? They're like, yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so like being able to gauge that, but that takes time. Like you can't, that's a confidence thing. That's, that's knowing the organization. That's knowing what you can and can't get away with doing with like that. Mm. Everyone's different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally agree. And I think the dancers also appreciate that. Once, once the choreographer is yeah. a bit more confident with bouncing off the dancers, it's so it's a great relationship to have. And yeah, yeah. I picked that up as well. And the, they just say, mm, maybe it's a left turn, not a right turn. I'm like, whatever, you guys are out there. Like, right. If it's easier for you, I'm down. Going into, say you're, you're pushing out eight routines a week, maybe more. And <laughs> it's just an intense time. How are you preparing for this? How? Uh, I mean, it's, I feel like it's different for pro sports as it is for like worlds and nationals and, and that world of, of stuff. But I work best under pressure. I can have a music mix for three weeks and like two days before I'm leaving, then I'll work on it. But I think just like, it kind of goes like, you know, the things they tell you about being on a team, time management, this, that, like I have to sit down, make a schedule of like choreography schedule from this time to this time. Thankful for Zoom now that I can have rehearsals with my assistants in LA and we can choreograph virtually, which is new for all of us. But, um, you know, making that time work. Um, music is a whole nother thing. And that takes a lot of time too. So as much as I say like, oh, I have two weeks off, like I'm still constantly in communication with the coaches, figuring out what works, what doesn't. Um, when it comes to like nationals routines, you're talking tricks, numbers, boys and girls, like all of that. But for the pro teams, for the most part, I feel like, I mean, I, I at least like to give myself a day yeah. that or a few days and I I'll get in the studio or, or whatever, choreograph, put it on tape with counts. We'll mark it with music. And I don't look at it again until it's time. Mm. Cause I, I like to marinate on things. And like, this is going to sound really weird. Whenever I take naps, I choreograph or Ooh. if I'm like thinking about like if I'm taking a nap and I know that I have to figure out this combination by the end of the night, I like choreograph while I'm like laying down mm. and it kind of like helps with the process too of like, nope, I don't like that part. And then I'll, I'll open my notes and I'll, I'll write something and then forget about it. Yeah. Nice. Um, notes so, so yeah, it's a good, yeah, I have so many notes. It's obnoxious, Same. but, um, yeah. So I like to kind of marinate it. And then again, like I said, getting into the room and physically having the dancers, which we don't get as much right now because there's so much virtual stuff still happening. Um, you know, if it's a trick, you can say, oh, okay, who has this? Can we do this? Let's cross this. Like the choreography is just as important as the staging for professional teams. So understanding what that means to, to each organization also sets you up for success as well. Just rewind a few years when you started working with the professional teams and you started to see your stuff on the court and on the field, how was that? Were you just like, Oh my gosh, that's my stuff. Like it's finally happening. 
Yes, exactly. Um, it kind of got to a point and then it was, it, I was, I was able to travel and see my stuff in person, which was like from the court. Like I went to the Utah jazz and I got to stand on the court and watch them do my routine. And it's just like, you know, thousands of people. And yeah, it's, it's something I never, never imagined this. I mean, I didn't, I never, I didn't think it was possible. Hmm. Not that I didn't imagine it, but to break into this world and have this whole thing. And now we're, we're moving into, you know, fo- uh, American football, <laughs> American football started, um, basketball, you know, they're, they're gearing up teaching routines. You have all the colleges doing the stuff from pro action. So it's like every weekend I'm getting tagged in like three or four routines yes. and also to see what each organization does with them, because it's like pro action is, you know, a, a two, two day convention. They learn four routines plus a masterclass plus like, you know, seminars and stuff. And everybody there is out for blood. Like you're representing your organization. So there's no downtime. Everyone has their uniforms on day to day. And, you know, we give them as much as we can. They go home with the counts on video, but they also, we, we stage it for that day. But then they still take that back and they say, hey, we only had one girl doing a head spring in this. We can actually do six or, you know, just to see the way that the teams manipulate it. And I, Sometimes I'm like, why did we think of that? You know, because it's so good the way that they make it their own. And I think that's one of the cool things about um, working with so many teams and having this platform on pro action because every team gets to still shine. Like they're doing the same material. We've got what 32 routines that was, that were taught that weekend, but it's always different between seeing them. So yeah, it was, it was definitely an aha moment and just little things of like, I think the first time I went to work with the warriors, um, just like uh, outside of pro action. Like I get there, I had a car service, had my own hotel room, you know, it's just, it's, you know, everything was there, super accommodating. And it's just to, to think that I've accomplished this level. I'm really proud of myself and hopefully it's just the beginning, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely an aha moment. And something you should be so proud of, like that's, and it's, and who would have thought you'd be able to like, this is a career. This is what you do every day. I know. Um, it's great. Wild. It's great. Very so wild. COVID changes everything. Everything, we're all on the mouse wheel. All of us are exhausted, but, you know, it's like one big circle, don't you reckon? Every year we're on, it's basketball, it's football, it's college, it's, you know, whatever events yep. you're doing every year, it's just a constant circle. So we're all on the mouse wheel and thriving and then COVID. So right. Lots of organizations pivot and change how they're doing things. Auditions may be going online. Did a lot of stuff just have to go online for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, yes, COVID sucks. You know, there's so many things that have gone to it. I, I feel like at this point, everybody has someone that's lost someone or has lost someone due to this pandemic. And it's like, it changes every single day, I feel like. But I think the benefit is that I saw was... Um, I created this platform and I taught classes weekly. And at first it was, I was really scared. I was like, no, one's going to come. Like, "Mm, I don't know. You know, and everyone was still new. And I, I feel like I jumped on it pretty early. Like I started my classes in March and I think we shut down in the U S March 12th or 14th. So by the end of that month, I was already doing classes. My first class, I think I had like 30 dancers and I was like, Oh, and they were from everywhere. So it wasn't just like, I mean, I had a lot of West coast 
but then you'd have like somebody from the Eagles, somebody from New York, somebody from um, Oklahoma, Texas. Like, and I, I realized that like these dancers would never get to take from me any other time normally. So why not make a platform for them to be able to come weekly? It gives them something to do, something to look forward to. And then I'm offering this kind of professional prep class. I was bringing in directors. I was bringing in other choreographers in the game to watch the end of class and give feedback. And this was moving into audition season. So um, I was lucky enough to Sabrina from the Warriors came on Tara, who was the, um, the Buccaneers director, um, Donnie from the Atlanta Hawks, Jakeen from the Atlanta Falcons, you know, they were getting this connection that like, when are you ever going to take a zoom class and have a director who's going to give you feedback? Yeah. Like that's amazing. You know, so moving that into the seasons, now we're, now we're talking about virtual auditions. Everyone freaked out at first. It was a, definitely a learning curve for everybody, but you can live in Australia mm-hmm. and audition for the Dallas Cowboys yep, or the Celtics or the Rams. And like before, you know, obviously there's different, I mean, Australia is kind of a stretch, but you know what I mean? Like you can you can apply for these places and not have to go and maybe not even make semis. You're going to these places knowing you're in prelim or you're, you're in semis, you're out of prelims or you're in finals, you know? So it's like that one solo that you had for the Dallas Cowboys, you get to use that for everybody now and you've already filmed it. So now you just send it off. So I think it opened a lot of doors for honestly, like more diversity to come to these teams. Like if you live in, in, in the Bay area in California, and you've always wanted to be on the Brooklyn Nets, my, my friend audition, yeah. Maddie, and now she's moved to New York. I know Another girl in Philadelphia, um, Nicole or yeah, Philly, I think she made the, the nuggets. So now she lives in Denver and it's like, you know, as, as hard as it was, um, I think it just, it opened up more doors, I think, for the professional sports world to be able to, you know, get that recognition and get to take from different teachers. I was one of many teachers that were, you know, teaching weekly. Oscar was teaching weekly. Um, There was a lot of people. So it's like you're getting this information that maybe you wouldn't have gotten without a pandemic. Yeah. That's me trying to be positive. (laughs) I know. And I, and I said this to, I was talking to a client of mine and you know, I said there's so many different things that we can do now moving forward into the next year with auditions for different things and it's okay to go online and if we want to have an online audition, let's do it. And it's also cutting down a lot of time. So the audition process is massive and it's time-consuming and pre-season training's a long time. If you can minimise that time and send what you need out to the dancers to learn on their own, and if they're successful, come back and have these in the bank ready to go right. so we can see them. That's yeah, so I much, mean, I know that so much time. some organization submissions were like massive. I think I, I, I want to say for the, I was going to say Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. I'm still not used to that. Mm. Um, their submissions, I think they had like 1,300 submissions. Whoa. Now, as a coach and a director, scary. But like how awesome that. 1300 individuals and athletes want to be a part of your program and represent Vegas represent this new journey of, you know, what the Raiders are now. Yeah. And, you know, I think that was just really telling, you know, that was just one organization. There were so many that had so many submissions, but you know, 
it's exciting. Hopefully it keeps growing. And especially in the States, you know, we've kind of, there's been, I don't say turmoil, but depending on organizations, there's been, you know, issues within the programs. And I feel like we're all getting more on common ground and we're able to come up together to say, this is what we need. This is what we want. Do you know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to ever, like all in a, I'm going left. I feel like all professional sports should have a union for their cheerleaders and dancers. Yeah. And that's, that's not something that, you know, if something happens, who do they report to? Do you know what I mean? So, and I think they should all have the same guidelines, just like players across the league have the same guidelines. Yep. You know, I think the dancers and the cheerleaders should get that same respect because then it would just, it would just elevate what they already bring to these entertainment teams, you know? Yeah. yeah. I absolutely agree with you on that. We could talk all day about this. Couldn't we? I know. I know. It's funny. Um, but it's great that whatever, that's our common interest. And um, yeah. that's why these conversations are so great to have. So you started, you started a business in sync with pros, which we can find on Instagram. When did this all come about? And was it birthed in COVID? Yes, it was. It's something I've been thinking about for a long time. I wanted to just create, I knew I didn't want to do like the weekly or monthly kind of the prep programs. I don't have enough time and I don't think it's fair to charge for me, you know, for something that I can't be consistent with. So that's where my weekly classes started. But um, my idea and my goal was to bring those kind of audition workshops directly to the city. So if we're looking at the the calendar and you know, the new England Patriots auditions coming up, let's have an entire two day seminar. That's bringing the top choreographers from this area and, or in the NFL and NBA directly to you, as opposed to, you know, pro action is a perfect example, but that's for like, after you made the team, what can we do? And what can I provide with my my connections and my relationships, like to build something, everybody can build something like this, but it's, it's the relationships and the connections. I feel like within your brand of what you've built to be able to take this product to the next level. So we got to have one um, auditions were just kind of so up in the air or last minute or in person, not in person. So moving into next season, we're already working on a schedule, hopefully basing off of this year's to try to bring, um, I, I, I want to do the four corners, so Northeast, Southwest. I want to have four different workshops that's, you know, involving all of the teams, the directors, and kind of putting it out there as like a, a scouting event for these teams. So they can come out and they can have these, these auditionees can have more than just three prep classes with the organization to really try to feel out if that organization's even for you. Yeah. I feel like we're also at a point now where, you don't have to just go with one and every organization is so different that like a girl who's on the Miami heat is not going to be, I don't know what team think Oklahoma and Miami, two completely different markets. Not to say they couldn't do both, but you're not going to go into this OKC audition the same way you're going to go into this Miami heat audition. So, you know, providing that information on how they can figure out what these organizations want, what the directors are looking for, you know, I think is something that the industry is lacking. So NSYNC with the pros was birth and sync choreography was already the choreography part of it, but now we're moving into these workshops that should be, I want to say probably like March, April of next year. We're Exciting. looking at Cause that's giving, you know, giving some time off from the season and then also giving enough time to prep, you know, you've got to, my, my slogan is always don't get ready, stay ready, especially mm-hmm. now. I mean, look at the Celtics, the Celtics and the Blazers just announced their auditions 
three days ago and they're due today. And, and if you're not ready, you don't have time to get ready. Yeah. So you, I feel it's really important to stay ready. So I want to, I want to um, offer and give a platform. These dancers continue their training, not just audition season prep time. How can we make this a full-time thing so that whether you're currently on a team or wanting to be on a team, you're putting in that work. You know, you don't wake up and say, I think I can do fuetes today. You train your whole life to do fuetes. Same way with being on a professional sports team. You can't just wake up and say, I'm going to be a pro today. You've got to put in the work, Yeah, you, you know, and Absolutely. that's the years that nobody sees, but you know, it's going to pay off. If you want something bad enough, you're going to keep going until you get yeah. it. I think that's great. Well done. Good luck. I'm excited I'm, for it. I'm excited to see this. Maybe we can bring it to Australia one day. Yes, I know. I really want to bring so many of you over here and yeah. we will do it. We'll put it out in the universe and we will Absolutely. make it happen. And um, and I think that even this time while I've been stuck inside, like this is week 13. That is wild. <laughs> and, but. Time, time to think and time to connect with people that I've always wanted to connect with. And, you right. know, amazing things come out of, you know, just sitting with your thoughts and brainstorming ideas. So, you know, this is something, these connections I feel like will be for down the line further as well. Right. Yeah. But I think, I think being in the situation, the unique situation we're all in, it also, we kind of like, I don't want to say we lost everything, but it's like, what do I have to lose? I'm going to reach out. Go I'm going to start it. this podcast. I'm going to start this company. I'm going to start this. And there's room for everybody. And I think that's the biggest thing I've learned is yes, like you may see ABC up here doing all this work all the time, but that's just one, one platform of this huge market. And I think everyone has great ideas. Everyone has a different experience. Everyone has a different story and knowledge to teach. So figuring out what that niche is for you. I mean, that's what I did during COVID. I mean, I left Los Angeles. That was my, yeah. my baby at eight, 18, you know, I, I, I was there for 15 years aging myself again, but you know, <laughs> that was a big step for me because it was like, I was closing a chapter of my life, but it was so like freeing to now be here. And I'm working way more yeah. now that I've put my mind to the ideas that I've always wanted to do. And it's scary, but, but yeah. And then things start to work when you make those decisions and you're like, Oh, this right. is working. This is great. Mm -hmm. You're working online. I'm very mm -hmm. interested just quickly to touch on this, the virtual work that you're doing with teams at the moment, for example, warriors. And this mm -hmm. is so interesting, um, especially if, for the people listening, how you're working with them at the moment, because you're, you're not traveling there. Right. Um, yeah. So everything's through zoom. That's how it's getting done. And during COVID, we, the Warriors, they, um, their organization produced multiple videos and dancing videos. Mm -hmm. They were one of the organizations that stayed really involved, but all of that it, right here, <laughs> right yeah, here, in the living room. It, right here in the living room. And, you know, I, it was, it was interesting at first. We definitely had to find like a rhythm. And even when they were shooting the videos after the fact, like they were doing them in one takes. And then they realized, oh, wait, we can do different angles. And like that first shoot day, I think for them uh, was, I think, 12 hours. And that was just one number. Whoa. So it was a learning experience for everybody. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I work with, I just had the Warriors, I think, two weeks ago. And uh, the time change, which you can relate to there. Um, I'm on the East Coast now. So it's a three hour difference. So they're like, yeah, we have rehearsal seven to 10. 
I'm like, cool. 10 to one. Got it. (laughs) You know, so like a strong, a strong nap during the day. Um, but it's, it's really fun. And it's, it's now that there's a new team, it's, it's really cool working with them and seeing them kind of shine in this new environment. So basically we, you know, I'll send a video with counts and stuff after the fact to them, but we have like a three hour session and we don't really focus on formations as much, but if I know certain sections, I want certain people and I kind of send those notes after, um, down to doing PowerPoints for formation changes. Um, yeah, I mean, these, these athletes are so, you know, they're professionals for a reason. So they know that this is the work that they've signed up for at this point in the stage of where the entertainment industry is. And it's, it's been, it's been really fun, really fun. And just zoom. It is just the way of the world at the moment. I know. And it's really hard. It's like, cause you, we all know we take zoom classes and it's never synced up. There's maybe one person who's perfectly synced when you're doing the music, but I'm watching it and I'm like, well, if all four of them are off for me, but they're together, I think they're doing it right. <laughs> because it's like, you know, it's a guessing game. And then there's yeah. always someone that whose internet's not working. I mean, you just got to make the best of it. And yeah. at the end of the day, whenever that session with them is over, it's on them, just like it would be in person. If we yeah. were in person, it'd be a two hour rehearsal. Here it is, throw it at them, they leave, they do it on their own. So I don't yeah. think that much has changed within that concept. But you know, Zoom, everyone has their own little setup and where they dance. And it's just, it's really cool. Oh my gosh. No, I think that's great. I think what you're doing is great. It's also minimizing the amount of time that you need to travel because travel is exhausting. So it is. no, I think it's great. And there's definitely new things that have come out of this and you know, might may stay in place for a while, but it's nice to jump, jump in and work with them one-on-one as well. Yeah, I miss I miss being able to like physically be there. And I think like my job choreographing setting, that's like half of my job. My job too is to like be a person for them, be yeah. be somebody for them. And I've created relationships with not only, you know, the directors, but you know, these dancers. Some of these dancers that maybe have a three years retired, you know, I still catch up with and, and talk to and you know, help guide as well. Cause half of them are trying to break into this world now. They're like, how do you do it? I'm like, how much time do you have? You yeah, know? Yeah. But um, you know, it's, so I miss that, but then it's, it's still, I'm still getting the opportunity to work with the teams. You know, it's not, that hasn't left. So I'm, I'm thankful for that and thankful for new teams that maybe don't have the funds to bring me in, but we can do it virtual. Yeah. Do you know what oh, I mean? That's great. I love that. So what's next for you? What? Um, what are the goals for the rest of the year? The rest of the year. Um, I want to keep continuing building my, my business and kind of planning all that out, setting some dates in stone. Also, um, we just bought a house. Yes. There's a lot of life things. There's a lot of life things happening. Um, getting married next year. So I think my biggest goal for wrapping up 2021 is consistency you know, finding a schedule, being home. I mean, I'm going to be on the road just as much as I've been. So I leave again in a couple of weeks for three weeks, but um, staying ahead of the game, being consistent and just finishing strong. I mean, I think we need to give ourselves some grace with, I mean, it's been a year and a half. Do you know what I mean? And I, it doesn't seem like it, but like we made it, we're thriving. I feel like everyone's has these new goals set and everyone's pushing for them. So, you know, it's a great time to be alive. Yeah, it is. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm really excited to see 
what you do. And it's been so great to just connect and have you teach our girls and have this time one-on-one to kind of just lay some stuff out and record it and have these great conversations that we have um, similar interests with. Right. And everybody has, everyone's journey is so different. So it's like, even for me, everyone's like, oh, what team were you on? How are you, how are you in this position when you've never been on a team? It's like, like I said, everyone has a journey, everyone has a story and everyone has a reason in a way why they are where they are. So I think it's really cool. And thank you for the opportunity to share my story. Oh, thank you. It's been, it's been a real treat. Good. I appreciate you. We've made it work. So yeah, it's been a real, um, it's been a real treat. I've really enjoyed our time together. So thank you so much. You're welcome. It's just the beginning. Just the beginning. No, it's great. I hope to see you soon. Yes, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. you. Guys, that was Michelle Vaughn. Isn't she awesome? You can find her on Instagram at Michi Vaughn and her new business, In Sync with the Pros. If there is anyone you want to hear from, get in touch. You can find me on social media at Jacqueline Lee Elliott and head over and follow the company, JLD Entertainment. A shout out to some of the local businesses. Today, we are highlighting three awesome local businesses, the whole Bolco, providing food bundles for postnatal mothers, people in lockdown. You can even order some bundles for that picnic that you're going on. So you get your orders in on a Wednesday. You have to have your orders in for the following week. Low and Lofties in Cronulla, they're still doing deliveries. Get online, put your orders in for the weekend, catering to the Sutherland Shire. And our third business is Colco Stone. So if you're doing a home renovation and you're wanting some beautiful stone installed onto your house get in touch at colco stone they're on instagram beautiful premium installs head over and have a look at what they're doing because they're doing some great things and they're catering to one the sutherland shire as well as the illawarra so something to think about that's all for me i hope you enjoyed the show thank you for tuning in and have a great day